It's time to head in the shop with Kirk, Brian, and Dan. I've been driving all night, my hands wet on the wheel. In the shop, your source for the latest information and advice on maintaining and repairing your vehicle on KGMI Newstalk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham, and KGMI.com. KGMI and the Cascade Radio Group receive financial compensation to present this program in its entirety. Opinions and information expressed are those of the host and or sponsors and do not necessarily reflect those of KGMI or the Cascade Radio Group. Good morning. You are in the shop. This is Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic. Kirk from Angler Automotive on this balmy Saturday morning. This is amazing. It was amazing. I watched the thermometer at home go from 44 degrees when I got home up to 58 by 8 o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. It was, um, according to my truck on the way up here today, down in the flatlands, it was 59 degrees. I know. Instead of talking about how to take care of your car in the winter, we're going to have to talk about how to take care of your car in the summer. Exactly. You know, I think we're in for a big cold snap. I think our big cold snap's going to hit, like, Valentine's Day. The big northeaster. The big northeaster, and it's just going to get really cold. And I hope for, I'm hoping for three to five feet of snow this year. Keep on wishing. Yeah, man. You know, just shut this place down for, I don't know, a week. Three, four days a week. Yeah, you know, and just play or dig. Well, we are taking your calls, 360-676-KGMI. That's 676-5464. As usual, we would love to hear from you. Absolutely. Always prefer to get calls early in the show rather than late. We end up with a pile stacked up that we can't get to. So do give us a call, 360-676-KGMI. And uh, brought a number of different things to talk about. You know, can I share? Can I stop you? Maybe. You could, but I, I found a, a little blurb, little article or something um, yesterday. I think it was, and it was uh, basically all the atoms that make up the human race can fit in the, the space of one single sugar cube, like all of us, seven, seven billion people. If you took all the atoms from everybody on the planet, you could fit all of our atoms in the space of one single sugar cube. That would be if they were compressed down to the density of a black hole or maybe a neutron yeah, star. Yeah, my point, though, that's a lot of lot of people. With a know, lot of empty space in between their but ears. They but talk, they talk about, um, you know, matter, us, and, you know, the space between the electrons and the protons and the neutrons and the the trons um, is like 99.9999999% empty space. I, you know, I can see that. You know? if, if, if you look at, think of the solar system. Yeah. You know, yeah. as, as the, and the sun being the nucleus. Yeah. And, and, the star, and the planets orbiting the star, all of the empty space in the solar system. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, that was, I just thought that was kind of, just blew my mind. Mind-bending and eye-opening. One of those little things. It was actually, I found it, it was like 10 things that, um, you know, it'll just blow your mind. And I couldn't resist. I had to check it out. There was some other ones, too. But that was the one that really kind of goes into, um, I've always thought about the dinosaurs. And if you start thinking about, you know, yeah, we're all empty space. And, you know, once there's dinosaurs running all over the place and, and uh, some event happened, you know, the big asteroid hits the Earth. And I'm thinking, you know, all the all the electrons and everything, everything's got a certain frequency, you know, like 60 hertz for our lights or whatever runs on. Um, what if the impact of the monster asteroid hitting the Earth didn't wipe out the dinosaurs, it just changed their frequency a little bit to where... They're still here, and we're still here, but we're on a different frequency. So, we, you know, everything's empty space. And uh, anyway, so something to ponder as we talk about cars today. 
something to ponder. Well, or like, maybe somebody can call in and <laughs> add to this this great revelation. Well, we do have a caller. Excellent. It's like we have uh, we have Rick on the line this, this morning. Hello, Rick. Yeah, gentlemen. <clears throat> I have a 2004 F-150. It's a base model truck. Uh, with a 4.2-liter V6 and a five-speed manual transmission. It now has 176,000 miles on it. At approximately 170,000 miles, I had a clutch installed. And the, the very first time I drove it back from the shop, it was an independent shop here in my town, I heard a very, very tiny little grind, I would call it. <clears throat> Very intermittent. I might have only heard it once in a seven-mile drive. The sound was something like this, just a little <clears throat> A very, very quick <clears throat> So I drove it a few times after that, hearing the same thing again, very, very intermittently. I took it back to the shop. And unfortunately, um, this shop is kind of on the way out, I believe. The owner said he couldn't do anything about it until he could hear the noise up on the lift with somebody underneath the truck shifting up on top of the lift. Anyway, he didn't want to stand behind it. He wouldn't drive it. So I, I... this was a period of time a couple of years ago and gas was over $5 a gallon. This truck is not a daily driver. I didn't drive it a lot. Uh, but each time I did drive it, I would hear this very tiny little grind very intermittently. Anyway, I probably foolishly started on a fairly long trip south with this truck. And by the time I got, oh, Three four hundred miles south, it was grinding badly, mostly going into first gear at a stoplight. Anyway, I stopped in Medford, Oregon, at an Amco transmission shop. Um, I had to do something. I mean, it, it simply wasn't drivable anymore, and for reasons I don't care to discuss, I couldn't turn back and go home. Anyway, they put a new clutch in at the Samco shop in Medford. Uh, I feel like they were really straight with me, and they were really good. Did they identify the specific issue that was causing the noise? Uh, eventually, yes. Um, what they, was they showed it? Me, they showed me the clutch that they took out. And I'm not real familiar with clutches, but, you know, it's a very large housing, and it has a very distinctly shaped hole through the center. And evidently there's a, a shaft that goes through there that has to be centered just right. Am I right on that? Yeah, for the clutch disc needs to be centered, and the and the input shaft for the transmission goes through the clutch. Yeah. Okay. On the edge of that hole, there was a fairly large bend in the sort of the collar. That's the best way I can describe it. Hmm. Anyway, what they did say, the, the owner said, you know, when we drained the transmission, there was a fair amount of, I'm, I'm pretty sure he said brass shavings or brass debris that came out in the transmission fluid. And this, this truck, every time it shifted in a first for 100 miles or more, it was grinding badly. So he said, you know, we're, we're unsure of the outcome here. Anyway, they put a new clutch in. It was fine. He said, you're going to be happy with this. It worked great. And it did. It worked great for about 2,000 miles. And then I began having just a little bit of trouble Shifting into first at a stoplight. I'm sitting at a stoplight. The clutch pedal is out. I depress the clutch pedal and go to shift, and it's just a little bit resistant. And it would go in. But over time, over 
several hundred miles or more, it just kind of got harder and harder to go into first. It did not grind, but it was just difficult. I noticed that I eventually I began just pulling back towards second a little bit, and it would go right into first. Or if I shifted into first just as I came to that little rolling stop, it would also slip into first really well. Yeah, and what what, what you're describing are, are, you know, two things. One, a little bit of uh, worn synchros in the transmission, but more importantly, it sounds like the clutch is dragging or not releasing all the way. And uh, when when that happens and the clutch doesn't release all the way, you try to put it into gear, it does cause accelerated wear on the, the synchros, which are, are normally a, a brass or, or some alloy of brass. Um in the transmission will cause, you know, accelerated wear and, you know, sparklies in the transmission fluid. Is this still having a problem for you, Rick? Yes. Yes. And, and I would say it sounds like your transmission's worn out. But even uh, with the, even with the worn transmission, if you're at a stop at a stop sign and you go to push the clutch in and put it into gear, it, the, the transmission gear should stop moving and it should go into first gear smoothly. You know, okay, but... Or maybe it's got it, it, a sticky uh, pilot bearing, and the well, you pilot know, shaft they, isn't you know floating like it should when you uh, have the clutch engaged. Uh huh. Well, if 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 the synchros were worn and such, wouldn't it grind? If if the clutch wasn't releasing and I'm pushing, wouldn't wouldn't there be some grinding? Maybe most you know sometimes yes, sometimes no, sometimes it's uh, just want to go into gear. I'd say maybe somebody put the too thick of oil in the transmission. That could do it, too. And a lot of times, the way the transmission gears engage with the synchros, you won't necessarily get grinding. It'll be hard to put into gear. A lot of times, though, putting it into reverse gear, the way those gears engage, if that clutch isn't releasing, you'll have pretty good grinding going into reverse because all of the other gears have synchros that help line the gears up, and, and it's not just gears messing. There's little dogs that engage that don't cause the same grinding as gears engaging. What kind of dogs? Okay. I, I have not had any problem shifting into reverse at all. Sounds like one maybe Barrett transmission needs to look at this. The Barrett? Transmission, you say? Barrett Transmission. Are you in Bellingham? Where are you at? No, no, I'm over in Squim. Oh, wow, that's cool. Well, I don't know anyone over in Squim. Do you know anyone? I, I, I don't, but, you know, if you had an, an AMCO, normally they give a nationwide warranty. If you have an AMCO close by to look at it or give them a call, I don't know how long it's been since they put a clutch in it to get a, you know, a warranty check on it as well. Well, then, you know, the one of the clues there about, you know, I'm thinking, you know, St. Rose is if they drained the, the trans fluid out and there was, you know, brass particles in the fluid, that's St. Rose. Yeah. yeah. You know? Well, that, you know, that's what I kind of figured. I wanted to call you and get some confirmation on that. Um, any, uh, would you care to how long I have I right now the only problem is uh, difficulty shifting in the first gear at a stoplight this isn't a daily driver and so two questions well I Should would I, say that you've got about I want to say 12,462 miles left okay okay it's hard to say it may be that way forever you know uh-huh. and be just fine or it may uh-huh. not be. You know, it's really, that's one of those things that's just really hard. If you do the little trick where you put it into a higher gear, you know, third gear, fourth gear, whatever gear it is, that, and let the clutch out a little bit to slow the transmission down and then pop it into first, you might be able to nurse that thing along for 50, 60, 80,000 miles, you know. You never yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're we're yeah. we're coming up on a break here, Rick. They're going to start start fading us out. Okay, quick um, question: Am I doing any harm by sitting at the stoplight with my clutch pedal depressed, waiting for the stoplight to turn? Yes, I am. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Very good. 
Very good, gentlemen. All Appreciate right. Thank, thanks for the call, Rick. 360-676-KGMI. Yep. You are in the shop with Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic, Kirk from Angler Automotive. Finding an employer who's looking for someone like you can be a challenge. You send out what seems like hundreds of job applications and get few, if any, results. But everywhere you turn, businesses are saying, we're hiring. At Northwest Workforce Council, we help people find in-demand jobs that pay a good wage. If you're eligible, we can help you write your resume, fill out a job application, and discover what jobs are available. Perhaps we can help you find an on-the-job training opportunity with a business in construction, manufacturing, or the medical field. No work experience? No problem. We can help you find a job to gain work experience through a paid internship. Many people finish their internships and are hired directly by the company. Best of all, all of Northwest Workforce Council's services are free for individuals that qualify. To find out if you are eligible or to learn more, go to www.nwc-connect.org and click on Job Seeker Services. Northwest Workforce Council is a part of WorkSource and is an equal opportunity program. Auxiliary aids and services are available upon request to individuals with disabilities. Washington Relay Service 711. Are you on Medicare or individual health insurance and wondering if you are on the right plan for you and your family? This is Marcia Neal with Guided Solutions, formerly Vibrant USA. We understand the TV advertising and the mail you have been receiving may create more questions than answers. Although the deadlines are coming, you may still have time to make a change. So call us at 866-733-5111. Our agents can review your plan options, answer your questions, and put your mind at ease. Psst. Psst. Hey. Psst. Hey, you. No. No, it's not your phone. It's me. The radio. Turn me up. You need to hear this. Looking for new furniture or a new mattress? Box Drop is the spot. Box Drop always offers 30 to 80% off retail prices on brand new furniture and mattresses with easy financing available. Stop by in Sequoia Drive off Cordata Parkway or find Box Drop Bellingham on social media. Comfort and style awaits at Box Drop Bellingham. Delivery available. PNW Perks is heading to Ferndale's Cedars Restaurant Thursday at 8 a.m. It's mealtime and you're starving, so what'll it be? It'll be Cedars Restaurant, Ferndale's classic diner and lounge. Why? It's the warm, inviting aroma of home-cooked, scratch-made delicacies fill-in-the-air morning, noon, and night. It's the rich flavors that come from over 40 years of cooking with love. It's the temptation of a hearty meal with huge portions. Or the option to indulge in a refreshing cocktail during the next big game. It's the authentic taste of classic American diner cuisine, served in the heart of Ferndale. It's the irresistible charm of homemade pies and dessert delights. It's Cedars Restaurant on Main Street, so pull up a chair. You're going to love being a part of the Cedars family. Check out the menu at cedarsferndale.com. Thursday at 8 a.m., you can get a $50 gift certificate to Cedars Restaurant in Ferndale for just $25. That's half off at Cedars Restaurant. Get in on the savings while supplies last at pnwperks.com. The opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of KGMI or the Cascade Radio Group. I guess I'm in my... Welcome back. You are in the shop. Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic. Kirk from Angler Automotive. 360-676-KGMI, give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. So my son going camping last night with some friends should raise yellow flags. You know, it, I'm I, learning about this whole teenage thing. You know, this is really weird. I, you know, I don't know if we want to get into this on the air. Okay, but, well, but let's I guess, talk about it. I guess now. being the holidays and having, if you have teenage children and they tell you that they're going camping... That should raise out the yellow flags. Out in the middle flags. of nowhere in the county. I didn't know that. I, I mean, I know it's warm out and everything. Yeah. You just If they're in cell phone distance, have them text you pictures. Actually, I had a tracking chip put into him last time we went <laughs> to the doctor when he got his he's a good. He's a good kid. I'm sure they were only doing great things. I am sure that, uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, what really terrifies me is I remember being a Yahoo teenager, man. I mean, big time Yahoo. And uh, my dad used to say things like, "You think I'm stupid? You think <laughs> you think you can pull the wool over my eyes? 
do you really think I don't know what's going on? And thinking back, he had no clue what was really going on. And uh, I feel really bad. But he made you think twice. No. Uh. No. Anyway. Anyway, we yeah. do we, we do have a caller on the line. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. We've got John here. Good morning, John. Hey, good morning. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. I called last week. Uh, I've got a 13, L13 Prius, and my low beams, <laughs> they're really low. I was complaining about lack of light. So I bought some LEDs <clears throat> from uh, Napa. And you know what? There isn't a whole lot of difference between them and my regular stock light. So anyway, uh, I guess I just have to live with that. And I, re- I remember you calling. Were your uh, lenses, the plastic housings, all clouded up on those? No, it's not. Yeah, they're just no, not I very can good see lights. The light bulb through the yep. Yep, I, yeah. I I understand. I you know sometimes I think my eyes are just getting worse because I feel the same way at times about my headlights. So anyway, I don't know if it was worth the money or not. There is a little bit of difference, but so I think sometimes it just makes you feel better to think they are a little bit better. Well, what makes me feel good is I got the things installed. <laughs> <laughs> Did you draw any blood? <laughs> no. I had to take a small hose off to get my hands in the on the passenger side, but anyway, I did it. So, well, congratulations! I just I'd run that by you. So, you, I think you're just going to have to live with that. All <laughs> right. Thanks for the feedback, right, thank John. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you know, every year as it goes into darker weather, we have people come in, you know, they're they're clouded up headlights, you know, UV damage to the plastic housings, can't see. Um, and then uh, and when you're driving down the road, you have the other cars coming the other direction with uh, new, you know, focus projector beams that, you know, spotlights <laughs> light up the horizon. Yeah. Um, I had somebody flash me in my car the other day. Really? Yeah, on low beams. They're not they're not pointed that high, but you go over rolling hills out in the county with the new style headlights. They you know they call them projector beam headlights. And uh they have kind of a horizon line on what they light up ahead of you. And if you're going up a little hill cresting it and somebody else is coming the other way, they'll sweep across the vision of the driver coming the other way and they are blindingly bright. I'll give them that. They are very bright. You know, and it's funny too cuz there used to be at one point years ago, um, you can only have a certain amount of looms or whatever brightness to your headlights, so you're not blinding everybody going down the street. Uh, that's still the, the case. Man, I tell you what, because that bright white light, um, well, maybe it's age, but that really, you know, it's soothing to see the old incandescent, incandescent style or the old school halogen bulbs. You know, it's kind of a soft light versus that flash of a camera. Yeah. Constant in your eyeballs, you know. Actually, so what should you do when you're being blinded by the light? What are you supposed to do? As the driver of a vehicle and you can't see where you're going. Well, number one, you're not supposed to flash your high beams at them. Okay. Okay. Just to keep yourself... Look over to the fog line of the road. Focus on the fog line on the, you know, right side of the road. Exactly. Just for, yeah. So that's. Hey, I got another tip, though. If you get caught in the snow, I'll, I'll bring it up after the break. How about that? 360-676-KGMI. You are in the shop with Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic and Kirk from Angler Automotive. What the? The hardwood, the carpeting, everything's soaked. The pipes must have burst. We better call Swans. If you have water damage, call Swans Clean Care and Restoration first. They work with all major insurance companies, and their new infrared thermal imaging technology enables them to detect hidden problems before they cause more damage. Swans is the water damage experts. They even offer ceiling drying for roof leaks. So call Swans today or visit them online at swanscarpetcleaning.com. 
Generosity pays, and West Edge Credit Union wants to encourage a little generosity. Now through the end of the year, receive an extra quarter point discount off your interest rate on any car, truck, or motorcycle loan from West Edge, and no payments for 90 days when you donate $25 to a local charity. Now that's a win-win. Offer valid through December 31st on approved credit. See West Edge for details. West Edge Credit Union, federally insured by NCUA, on the corner of James and Alabama. Online at westedgecu.org. This is Heidi Person, General Manager of the Cascade Radio Group, with a look at some good news in our community that we like to call the upside. The Art Bridges Foundation has awarded the Whatcom Museum an Access for All grant, aiming at making it easier for people across the country to experience art. Thanks to the grant, the Whatcom Museum will now be free the first Friday of every month, beginning January 5th, with special programming and extended hours until 9 p.m. The museum's monthly extended hours and free admission will coincide with First Fridays through the Downtown Bellingham Partnership. The Whatcom Museum spans two exhibition spaces, Old City Hall on Prospect Street and the Lightcatcher Building, and both buildings will be open to visitors free every First Friday. The Upside is brought to you by R.B. Wick and Bellingham Coin Shop. Stop by today for a free coin or antique evaluation. 1806 Cornwall, one block south of Bellingham High School or at bellinghamcoin.com. If you have good news to report, email it to us at the upside at cascaderadiogroup.com. KGMI Connects with Joe Tian is about our community and you. You got a great program. You want to make it better? I do. Okay, here we go. For one hour of John and Rich, <laughs> and you are the referee. Join us each weekday at 4 p.m. for KGMI Connects. Those two guys are like Abbott and Costello. On KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM, and KGMI.com. The latest local news and important topics of the day from the West Mechanical Studio. No gimmicks, just the highest quality systems. 0% interest financing and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Rely on West Mechanical heating, air conditioning, and electrical. Contact them today at westmechanical.net. Get the latest news and information 24-7 with KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. CBS News Brief. Gaza residents say Israeli tanks are moving south, targeting refugee camps where it says Hamas is operating. CBS's Ian Lee reports from near Gaza. Israel continues to expand its war in Gaza. According to the UN, nearly 2 million Palestinians have now been displaced from the fighting. More huge waves are expected in California after massive surf Thursday brought flooding and damage. Dan Roundtree lives in, lives in Ventura. Washed down the street like it was a river that turned and went into our complex and flooded it completely. So we're all trying to recoup. More than 120 people were rescued when the ice flow they were fishing on in northern Minnesota broke off. Nicole Biaggi is with the Department of Natural Resources. It's really not uncommon in the sense that it does happen from year to year that people go out there and the ice breaks away and we have to rescue them. CBS News Brief, I'm Wendy Gillette. Welcome back. You are in the shop. Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic. Kirk from Angler Automotive. Give us a call, 360-676-KGMI. And uh, we're going to take a caller real quick here, and then Kirk has a story. No. Kirk has a story. not a story. story. Not a story. story. Something he wants to say to get off his chest. I just want to share. It's a public service. But first, we're going to take Randy. Okay, let's do it. Good morning, Randy. Hey, good morning. I got a... I think it covered this last week, but of course I missed. I got in on the tail end of it, so I probably missed out on my question. I got a question about four wheel drive, and uh, say if you have a four wheel drive like a Toyota Four Runner, it's in the part time four wheel drive with the with the manual shifter, and it's in the two wheel drive mode. My question is, if you're in two wheel drive mode, does that front differential and and axles still are they turning are all those gears working or not or is that disconnected when you're in the two-wheel drive mode well for the most part randy on a on a forerunner it's going to be disconnected 
Um, so a lot of vehicles, and, and when you put that vehicle in four-wheel drive, it's four-wheel drive. By definition, it's technically not an all-wheel drive vehicle. The Toyotas right. have the transfer case that that right. goes after the transmission and then have the drive lines that go to the, the rear differential and the front differential. That will normally disengage the spinning of the front drive line that powers the front differential. And then on some of them, the old school ones, they had like locking hubs, many times automatic locking hubs that would engage the hubs that would cause the axles to spin to the differential up front. But most yeah. Toyotas that are, you know, mid, late 90s and newer have uh, an axle disconnect where the, the stub axles will actually turn out at the wheels, but it will disconnect one of the drive axles um, from the differential to keep the differential from actually spinning as well. Um, so so the front wheels are freewheeling then, just as if you had worn hubs on it and had turned them so that they're freewheeling. The hubs are actually, in a lot of them, the hubs are still spinning with the outer part of the drive axle, but it doesn't actually turn the gears in the differential. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, the reason I was asking, the, the other option I have in, in, in buying one of these is they have the full-time four-wheel drive, which all four wheels are turning all the time. But in the EPA on the mileage, it says they both get the same mileage, which doesn't make sense to me because if all those gears up front are turning all the time, it seems like it would cut down on your mileage. You know, the the way they disconnect the axle up front and, and the transfer case with the to put it into two-wheel drive versus those spinning all the time, you still have the added weight of the vehicle. Um, uh-huh. and, and the axles still turn up front in the wheel hubs and just inside from the wheel hub. So there might be a minimal difference, but maybe not enough to really show up in the mileage test that they do for the EPA testing. Yeah. Um, the biggest, but, the biggest thing is, is the additional weight in the vehicle of, you know, 500 to 800 pounds of, of all wheel drive components that are in there. Well, with a full time where it's working all the time, you would have more complications, probably more potential for things to go wrong later on. Am I correct in that? Yeah, the more pieces you've got, the more things there are to wear out, but they last quite a long time anyway. I, you know, when I yeah. look at I look at vehicles out there, say a, a Chevy Tahoe, where some of those were four wheel drive, where you manually engaged it. Some of them were all wheel drive. The you know same thing with like Ford Explorers. I wouldn't say there's a a higher or lower rate of failure in in the two different options. Um, you know, in the past, some of them did you know suffer a little bit in fuel economy and being all wheel drive. But to be honest with you, with an all wheel drive system on wet roads, hilly roads around here. In a panic situation, when you need that need that traction, um, whether it's going around a wet corner or if it goes to get icy out or something, and you didn't put it into four wheel drive, I like the idea of having all wheel drive on all the time versus manually engaging it. Personal preference and opinion. Yeah, I I like the all wheel drive. I have that now on my Ford Explorer, and it's great. Uh, my deliberation, of course, was with the. Uh, I'm thinking about buying a Toyota Four Runner. And was with this full-time four-wheel drive. Yeah, that sounds great, but then I just didn't understand how it could uh, still get really good mileage. Uh, you know, I'm I'm older, and I remember back in the '70s when they came out with the Blazer that had the full-time four-wheel drive, and it got terrible mileage because of that. And uh, so that that's what my deliberation was all about was between the two methods, the part-time, which, you know, you could just leave it in a two-wheel drive most of the time, or that's the only two choices you have because they don't have all-wheel drive in the 4Runner. It's either full-time or part-time. So, uh, But it, it sounds like the full-time would be just as good on the mileage. That's what you're saying. So. Yeah, I'd go with the, the full-time. And that's where when people ask about all-wheel drive versus four-wheel drive, um, that, that even the manufacturers and the, the people that build the cars, you know, like to use their own terminology to call that a full-time four-wheel drive just because for a lot of people, four-wheel drive sounds better than all-wheel drive. But in many ways, these terms end up being used interchangeable from a sales brochure perspective. Yeah, it sounded like when you're regular driving this full-time four-wheel drive that I think they said it was like 
forty percent up front and sixty in the rear yep. for the power distribution. It, it, it varies by manufacturers, um, but I think the, the added safety on the road and and handling that the, the all wheel drive is my personal preference. All right, thanks a lot. You answered my question. Thank you, Randy. Nice job, Brian. Right. Thank you, Kirk. And we're going to take a break here. When we come back, Kirk has a public safety uh, announcement yeah. he's going to share with yeah, us. Just a thought. 360-676-KGMI. You are in the shop. Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic. Kirk from Angler Automotive. If you're hearing this message today and you have faith in Jesus Christ, it's probably not because someone jammed a Bible down your throat. For those of you who have not received this free gift, make this the year that you ask for God's grace. Make this the year that you ask for his endurance and perseverance. If you still have doubts that God came down, born of a virgin, and you're still not convinced he lived a perfect life or that he healed the sick, that he walked on water or even turned water into wine, or maybe you're having a tough time believing a person who's fully human could be crucified, dead, and three days later be alive. If you have doubts about all this, you're not alone. Every Christian I know had some kind of doubt. Make this the year you believe. Believe that he died on the cross for you, that he wants to have a relationship with you, but he'll never force you to love him. But once you fully know all he's done for you, how could you not love him back? Have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year in Jesus' name. Amen. From our family to yours here at DD Insurance. Borthwick Jewelry wants to thank you for shopping here this year. Being a small business, you have helped the local families. After almost 20 years in business, you, our customers, are the most important thing to us. We care and want the best for everyone each year. We donate several items to over 40 charity auctions. On our website, you can see a full list of our charity donations. We feel this helps the community as a small way of Borthwick Jewelry saying thank you. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year and thank you again for shopping at Borthwick Jewelry, home of the Diamond King. We stand on the shoulders of the women who came before us. Women who were told they were bad with money. Women who couldn't even get a credit card without a man co-signing. Women who fought for their own financial futures. And now it's our turn to lead the way. Join us at WeSaySaveIt.org. Where women of all ages and all budgets are learning how to save for retirement. You work hard. You make money. Now make that money work for you. Invest in yourself at WeSaySaveIt.org. A message from AARP and the Ad Council. Welcome back. You are in the shop. Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic. Kirk from Angler Automotive, 360-676-KGMI. And uh, in a moment, we have a couple thoughts from Kirk here. And then after that, maybe uh, we'll talk about why cars are melting these days in yeah, the South. isn't that something? Yeah. Should I go with my idea? I think we should go with your idea, Kirk. Okay, all Let's right. hear it. Bring it on. Another little thing I found on the internet, so it must be true. And by the way, the sugar cube, like all the humans inside of a sugar cube, is internet, so it must be true. Um, no, I I saw a little thing. Um, you're stuck in the snow. You kind of can't get out of your driveway or whatever. And um, they say, take your floor mats out and stick them under your tires and give yourself a little bit of traction. Get out of the, get out of where you are. Definitely doable. Yeah, and a lot of floor mats have uh, some pretty good grippy little pokey plastic things on the bottom, so that might work. You know, they make little traction pads too that some people keep in their trunk or in the yeah, back of the car. Yeah, some people they do, the do same but thing. you know, if you've got a vehicle floor that's mats. got floor mats, I mean, you got them right there, and might might kind of trash them out a little bit, but. I've always wondered. That's though, if it snows out, Kurt. Yeah, yeah. It's sixty degrees and uh, end of December here. It's going to snow. So anyway, might be something to do. Might might give it a try. Not really sure how you're going to retrieve your floor mats though. Once you've once you're moving. Got, once you're moving, I guess you're going to have to have somebody outside of the car and chase you down or something like that. But anyway, just thought. That's all I got to say about that. Yeah. You know, this next one, this could be a public service announcement, too. And and, and as, as, as global climate change sets in and the climate warms in our area and we could end up being as hot as Georgia, this could become an issue here. 60 degrees on December 30th. Uh, if you translate that out to, like, you know, summertime temperatures for how far we above are above normal now, that would be extremely hot in the summer. Trying to plant some olive trees. 
So uh, down in Georgia, the, you know this, and this isn't just uh, restricted to Hondas. There's other people that have been having some issues as well. But there's a a late model Honda owner, um, Mr. Charles Goldberg, with his daughter's car, um, that uh, sitting out in the sun, and uh, Honda is saying that it's reflected light from windows that's being focused on areas of the vehicle. But some of the plastic trim, including the plastic mirror housings, have actually been melting. And I uh, saw this in the news recently and, uh, and started looking, and there's you know reports of it with other vehicles. This one refers to a 2022, so this is a pretty new Honda Civic. And this would be you know, uh, you know, an in-the-shop recommended vehicle, Honda Civic, great little car. Yep. Um, economical, good fuel mileage, um, quality. Long lasting. You look good driving them. You look good driving them. Yeah, all um, important things. But but you know the plastic, and I have a feeling that these are some new plastics. You know, lower cost polymers, um, soybean, soybean based. <laughs> um, who knows? We're speculating here. But the plastic is actually melting, and this is not something where the customer, the driver, owner is doing really anything wrong. They're parking it in their driveway. And the speculation is that it's reflected light from windows that's being somehow focused, you know, on areas of the vehicle. Um, but there are sections of plastic that look like somebody's taken a heat gun to them. And, and they're getting soft. They're melting. They're drooping. The, the plastic is wrinkling and bubbling. But it literally looks like somebody took a heat gun to them. You know, I'm going to hold this picture up to the microphone so everyone can see. And, and that's, this is black and white. Just imagine if it was color. It looks even worse. Yeah. Um, and apparently, this is not considered a defect. And uh, well, it's not a Honda defect. Uh, uh, apparently, their right. their Honda is saying that that this is not a condition that is covered under the vehicle's limited bumper to bumper warranty. So, are they saying this is because what an act of God? Because or it, what I I think they're saying it looks like somebody took a heat gun to it, and and your warranty does not cover heat gun damage. Right, but it's not a heat gun. But it looks like it is. Well, they're not specifically saying that. Basically, they're saying it got too hot, and it's not our fault. It's not designed to withstand that kind of heat. Right. And apparently, it's the the windows. These what are the the I don't know super the low e windows. energy efficient yeah. windows that reflect more sunlight and re- energy. Right. And actually, there's been some buildings built around the world that uh, had a lot of mirrors that have had some issues with uh, basically cooking all the parks and everything around them too hot, you know, too much reflection. Yeah. So so I guess if you're in the south and it's a really bright, sunny day, pay attention to where the sun is and where the, the ultra-high-efficiency windows are so that you don't get... Uh, Melt your car. Yeah. Pretty surprising. I, you know, it is. I, I have to believe this is more something along the lines of a change in the plastic. Um, lower cost, more efficient, um, reusable things along those lines that are that are leading to this, and and I have a feeling that at some point Honda is going to stand behind it. That that's okay. my belief. I think so. Well, I think we'll so. You know, it's kind we of we really want to keep the Honda Civic on our recommended purchase list. You do, you do. So they're going to have to come up with something. But you know, I, could you imagine though? You you design this thing, and you, let's say it is some super environmentally friendly plastic. You're going to save the planet by putting this soy-based uh, wire insulation under the hood be. of a car, right? Exactly. Well, yeah, exactly. That didn't work out too well either. Not but, at all. Um, but anyway, so you get, you know you do this. You got the right idea for whatever you know reason they did it, and then you know who'd have thought? Who'd have thought? Really? What the windows on the house are causing my mirrors, exterior mirrors, and plastic stuff on my car to melt nightmare dang it all right we got time for another call or two 360-676-KGMI you are in the shop with brian from dr john's auto clinic kirk from angler automotive Cash in on nostalgia. Barron's historic payback program is back and bigger than ever. Heating, cooling, and more. Save on everything Barron installs. Get $100 towards your new purchase for each year of your equipment's age. That's right. The older the equipment, the more you'll save. So many things get better with age. But unfortunately, your water heater isn't one of them. Until now. During Barron's payback program, you can earn up to $500 on a water heater replacement. And Barron will double that discount for tankless. Spoiler alert. Two lucky customers 
customers win free installations, including the customer with the oldest furnace. Heating, cooling, and more. Save on everything Barron installs. Get $100 towards your new purchase for each year of your equipment's age. Good things come to those who wait, but don't wait too long. Call today. Barron's payback program is happening now through January 31st. Barron, your full-service HVAC electrical and plumbing contractor. Our mission, improving lives. No purchase necessary. Visit BarronHeating.com for details. Honey, look what I brought home. Not a cat. You know I'm allergic. Well, you know what they say. When the cat's away, the mice will play. <laughs> Why didn't you just call BioBug? Have you had enough of playing cat and mouse? BioBug Pest Management is here to help. Whether you have rats or mice in your business, residence, or commercial building, BioBug is committed to providing a solution that's right for you. To learn more and get your free quote, visit BioBug.com. BioBug Pest Management. Service you trust, experience you expect. Now hiring service techs. Tuning into the high school football game. Monitoring the incoming storm. They say what I think, but smarter. Catching your favorite talk show. These are just few of the reasons more than 80 million Americans depend on AM radio. And AM radio is the backbone of the emergency alert system, keeping you and your family safe in dangerous times. Visit wearebroadcasters.com to learn more and tell us how you depend on AM radio stations like KGMI. Here comes the sun. Here comes the sun, I say, it's all right. Welcome back. You are in the shop. Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic. Kirk from Angler Automotive. Looks like we have Jim on the line. Good morning, Jim. Hey guys. Hope, you, hope you're uh, closing out a great uh, 2023 and uh, hope 24 is better for you. Um, I had a question about um, electronic parking brakes. Is there any aftermarket tool I can buy for, uh, I guess, mostly Toyota products that I can back off that uh, electronic parking brake? Yes. And uh, I, for, for, for those that aren't <coughs> aware out there, many, if not a majority of new cars now come with electronic parking brakes that either auto set or set with a little switch lever button that uh, activates um, either an electric cable or an actual device on the rear brake caliper that will engage the parking brake. And are you trying to do the brakes on your car? Yes, I am. Yeah. yeah. And I'm glad I'm glad you looked that up because I know people who've gone to do their brakes on a vehicle with electric parking brakes. And uh, when you try to take that caliper apart to put new brake pads into it and you have not disengaged that electric parking brake, um, the actual parking brake caliper and parking brake actuator can actually um, undo itself and it, and it can't be redone. Yeah, you, you lose the money you thought you were going to save pretty quick. Yeah, so some cars have a procedure that you can go through with, like, the ignition switch or the controls in the vehicle to put it into service mode. Um, okay. And that's one thing you can look into. I have found that, that on some vehicles that service mode is not always reliable. And, again, if you don't okay. do it properly, you're going to have to replace the caliper or the actuator because they, they will come apart. Um Okay. And But we do have scan tools. Uh, both Kirk and I have snap-on scan tools. We've got, um, I think, two other scan tools at our shop that will will deactivate or put the parking brake system into service mode. The problem is, is most of those scan tools, like if you go down to, to NAPA, the ones that they have on the shelf where they check codes or, you know, at the, the department store or wherever – um, those scan tools don't have the advanced abilities to, to go through and do that in almost all cases. So you do need to spend right. a little bit more. And you could be spending two, three, five, eight hundred, a thousand dollars for a scan tool that can do that. Twelve. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta do a lot of brake jobs to yeah. recoup that. And that would <laughs> and those and those would be at the low end of the cost. Um you know, right. for I was looking at upgrade yeah. and replacing our scan tool and for a, a, a for a high-quality snap-on scan tool that, you know, has full capabilities with multiple makes and models, you can be spending, you know, five, ten, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000. Yeah, $450 wow. a month for five or six years. Yeah, wow. Yeah, I know. It's uh, running a business is uh, 
very expensive for you guys. I appreciate your show, and I'll see what I can find in my uh, in the service manual. I was just kind of curious about Toyotas if they're kind of like you know have their own system or whatever. I somewhat, but a lot of them have, have similar systems. But I, you know, I, I've seen people go through and do brakes on various vehicles. Mazda is the last one I think that that we came across with a customer that went to do their brakes and. And the calipers don't recover after trying to work on the brakes without putting the brakes into service mode first. Right. Okay. Well, thanks, guys. Appreciate your show. Thank you, Jim. Appreciate the call. And, and you know, more and more there are things that we run into in cars where you'll, you can go to, to service things just like you have historically with a car and, and come to find out that if you don't go in with a scan tool, communicate with the system in the vehicle and put it into service mode, it doesn't work out. I <laughs> know. Um, things go wrong. Um, we used to say with electronics, you end up letting the smoke out of it. Um, but if you don't put certain components into service mode, um, they will deny you service in the future. Yeah. That's just crazy. Oh, it's frustrating. Yeah. It's absolutely frustrating. But it's the way of the world. I'm not a big fan of electric parking brakes. Yeah. They're kind of cool. You know, they're kind of cool. I mean, you know, they're on or off if they're they're working properly. Right. Which is nice because it kind of prevents people from, you know, a lot of, not a lot, but it seems like a fair amount of time people just kind of lightly apply the parking brake. Yeah. And you drive it around and, you know, you burn up your parking brake. So that is kind of a benefit there. Sorry. It definitely takes away the ability to use the parking brake as an emergency brake. So many people refer to them as emergency brakes, but the reality is, and the only way they can be used in a lot of new cars is as a parking brake. Yep. yep. Well, hey, I want to take this opportunity to wish everybody a happy new year. Hope uh, your 2023 has been great and your 2024 will be even better. Be Be safe this weekend. Yeah, take advantage. Of, take advantage of Uber, Lyft, and uh, your local cab company to get around um, and uh, be safe out on the roads. Be smart. Yep. Keep an eye on your kids, Kirk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure they're just behaving just you know like any upstanding person would. Just like you at that age. Yeah. I hope. You've been in the shop, Brian from Doctor John's Auto Clinic, Kirk from Angler Automotive. 